Well, my daddy left home when I was three, and he didn't leave much to Ma and me. Just this old guitar and an empty bottle of booze. Howdy there. I'm Matt McKinley, and we're burning daylight. Good morning, everyone. Happy Father's Day to all you daddios out there. It's uh, going to be another warm one here in northwest Nevada. And, uh, boy, it sure cools off at night. And I'm wearing a vest this morning, but I'm guessing here in about... Oh, 45 minutes or so, I won't really need it, but I'm going to wear it anyways. It's got, got a bunch of pockets, so I carry all my stuff, especially now that I'm talking to you lovely folks every day. So i got to have some, some space to carry my equipment, even though my equipment's not... Oh, it's about like a pack of gum. It's about as big as it is, and... Uh, I've been pleased with the audio quality of it. Uh, seems uh, seems like everyone I've talked to agrees that it's it's uh, it's coming out pretty good. So now, uh, once I get to fine tuning my my editing skills, it'd be like I've been doing this for years. So uh, thanks for bearing with me and uh, following along. It sure means a lot, and I. Uh, I'm pretty humbled by by the attention we've got, and uh, and humbled in a good way. I it's just been awesome interacting with everybody, and uh, let's uh, let's keep it up. I like I said yesterday, I'm I'm really having a good time with this this whole venture, and uh, let's uh, let's keep it going. So I think. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a show every day until Thursday. I think Thursday will be the last show for the week, and uh, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna take take a couple days off and start back next Sunday. Just do a five day a week uh, format. It works a little better for me because uh, it's hard getting getting stuff recorded when when I'm at home with the kids running around and uh, and all that it just uh, it makes it a little little tougher to put out content as you noticed I was, I was pretty late getting the episode up yesterday but so forgive me about that but I'm gonna just kinda for the most part stick to my normal work schedule and I'll, I'll talk to you while I'm while I'm working here at my day job so uh, hopefully that works for everybody, and if not, well, I guess it's too bad. That's what I'm going to do. And, uh, as much as I'd love to talk to you every day, I don't want it to get stale. So, that's, that's how we're going to do it. And, uh, but keep, keep tuning in. I don't know if it's always going to be be interesting for you but it should be entertaining and uh, once again thanks for everything I got my uh, got my new d-bag hat in the mail yesterday so shout out to Josh and uh, don't be a gunsel uh, 
pretty cool hat looks good fits nice and uh, you can see it on the, it's the cover photo for yesterday's episode and uh, yeah go check them out go get one for yourself they also sent me a bunch of stickers which I have uh, I've just looked through I haven't really done much with them I've tried to more than anything just to kind of hide them so I don't know if you if you got kids you know how how crazy they go over any kind of sticker so I've been trying to trying to keep it hidden from them so they don't go to waste because also if uh, you know kids they'll put a sticker on their arm and then oh roughly three and a half seconds later it'll be on the floor mashed into the to the carpet <clears throat> and so then you just pretty well have to trash it so rather than that happening I've uh, I kept the box in my pickup and uh, I'll uh, I'll post a few pictures up later today so today I'm riding my little Maggie mare, little filly. She's uh, she's taking some big steps out today. She's she's raring to go, and uh, kind of got her head up. I, I put her back in the Bozell. I I thought maybe she would uh, she'd be ready for the for a snaffle bit, so I can kind of kind of get her head a little bit but she just didn't really respond very well so I'm going back to the to the hackamore and uh, and horsehair reins and she uh, she just responds a little better that way so whatever works for her is gonna work for me however uh, however it takes to uh, to get along with them is is my favorite method so I've had a lot of people ask me what my my favorite bit was or you know over the years they, they what, what's your favorite bit what's your favorite saddle all that and uh, as far as uh, the bit goes I just uh, whatever whatever the horse likes I like and uh, there's there's some horses where you can get along with a snaffle bit and uh and they get along just fine and they uh they respond much if uh much the same if if they were broke to uh you know a port or even a spade bit you know just very light in the mouth and very responsive and so those those kind of horses i uh if that's what they like i'll ride them in a snaffle till the day they die uh some some will run right through a snaffle bit and you need to get a little more leverage on them and uh and there's here like like little maggie she just didn't like the bit at all i tried it for a couple days in a row and and she responded well enough but just you know it was more of a fight and she's just a lot more calm and relaxed right now with the the bozelle and uh actually more responsive too so that's how we're gonna. That's how we're gonna play it. Maybe one one day in the future we'll uh, we'll drop a bit in her mouth. But for right now, we're gonna we're gonna ride her in a in a hackamore. 
Uh, I talked to my dad this morning, called him to uh, wish him Happy Father's Day, and he is, uh, he's feeling pretty good this morning, a little sore. He went on a big trail ride type deal this weekend for, uh, old Billy, I mentioned him before. Billy turned 80 earlier this year, and uh, but he, he turned 80 in the middle of winter. So they waited to do his uh, his inaugural, uh, well, I don't know if you call it inaugural, but his uh, his birthday celebratory ride. They, uh, <clears throat> they did a two-day deal where they rode from Syracuse, Kansas, where Billy lives, to uh, Coolidge, Kansas, which is uh, most, uh, most popularly known as where Cousin Eddie lives in the original Family Vacation movie. And, uh, and they're, they got it pretty spot on for, for Coolidge, Kansas. Uh, Coolidge used to be a pretty, pretty wild and crazy place back in the, the frontier days. Uh, when when Wyatt Earp moved into Dodge City and uh, started cleaning up that town a little bit, uh, they kind of moved some of the brothels and and places of ill repute over to a place they called Trail City, which is uh, just just little little ways from Coolidge, Kansas, a couple miles from there. And uh, there was there was a railhead, so they drove their cattle there and. Uh, and all the cowboys went into town to to do their do their thing. They're drinking and whoring and gambling. And uh, but then that, like a lot of those railroad towns, they uh, the railroad passed them by, and now there's only about 100 people that live there. So they they saddled up and they they rode from Syracuse to Coolidge which if you follow the highway is about 14 miles, but I think they went the river road following the Arkansas River and that that adds a few miles. So it was, it was 15 or 16 miles I believe they rode and and then the next day they they started back at at Syracuse and uh, and then they rode from there to Kendall, Kansas, which is another like 12 mile ride depending on, on your route. But, he said they had a good time. Uh, Billy had wanted his horse to look real shiny for that ride. He'd got a, he just bought a new horse here uh, this winter, I believe. His, his other horse, Brownie, that he had for quite a while was, he got so crippled up they finally had to put him down and Billy was pretty, pretty put out about it. But he got this new horse and I guess he was pretty proud of him, and he won. He'd been feeding him, feeding him some kind of high energy, high protein type stuff to to make sure he was good and shiny for the for the ride. And apparently, he he was feeling a little fresh too. And he went pitching with Bill. He never did throw him or anything, but he uh, he didn't get along with his his horse that that first day very well uh, but it, I guess he looked good though so that 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 is the important part but he said they they had a good time and they had quite a few people there and uh, 
And I told my told him about this this little podcast venture I'm on, and I sent him the link, and he is pretty excited to to be on the show. So we'll uh, we'll have him on here in the real near future as soon as I I get some this recording phone calls figured out. I've been been doing a little research and. I've got it narrowed down to a couple apps I want to try, and then gonna have to uh, do a couple test phone calls to to see how the audio is. But that is coming here shortly, I promise you. And you'll get to you'll get to hear a little conversation with the man, the myth, the legend, Wesley McKinley. So I know you're excited for it, as well you should be. He's a, he's a good time. He's a good listen. So we got that coming real soon, and uh, and he's pretty excited about it. So so it should be good. So I hate to, uh, to harp on Elizabeth Warren too much because I I just I uh, she doesn't need any more attention really. But the I was looking through the news today before I went out to feed horses and the the main headline on the Drudge Report was well let me look at it here I believe just so I can get the wording correct for the headline it was Warren Rising Warren Rising so apparently she has been polling in second place in these like early uh, primary states, uh, Iowa and Nevada and, and few other places, New Hampshire, but she's, it says that she is polling in second place, just right behind, oh, uh, creepy Uncle Joe Biden, and I don't know how much I believe that, because these are the same pollsters that told us that Hillary Clinton had a 99% chance of winning the 2016 presidential election and we all know how that turned out she she won the popular vote by about three million people but she lost a majority of the states and it was a landslide in the in the electoral uh electoral college so uh those pollsters had it all wrong last go so i i don't know how much i would Oh, how much faith I would put in any of those numbers that because the main reason I say that is I can think of maybe one person within my uh, my circle of friends and you know like social media network which isn't saying a whole lot but there's enough people there to give you a pretty decent example and uh, enough of them that are that follow politics well enough to know who she is. And I, th- I think maybe there was one person, as a gal that I, I grew up with, uh, who really kind of, she turned into a very left-wing type of person, which is kind of strange coming from, you know, back of county Colorado. Uh, but anyway, I think that... That particular gal may be the only person I've I've heard speak of uh, Elizabeth Warren in a in a favorable light. I know she she was pretty well respected uh, within you know Democratic circles, uh, 
until the, the, the whole Pocahontas deal, which if anybody's not familiar with it, she has claimed for the majority of her life to be part Native American or American Indian. And uh, because that's, as she'll say, uh, that's how I learned from my, my daddy and my mama. And that's what I, I believed. And uh, and now she uh, she got called out a while ago for it being possibly a lie. And and she she stood by it for for quite a while. And uh, but if if you if you've ever seen her, she she is uh, she is about the whitest person you will meet. And uh, and so it was hard to believe before you know all these accusations came out. But she, I mean, she ran with it. She she listed uh, Native American on her uh, Texas bar license when she took that. She got hired at Harvard Law School because of it, as uh, under uh, like an affirmative action type deal where she claimed to be Native American, and uh, so that met their diversity quota, I suppose. And but she she used it to uh, to get into law school, and she has she has touted it ever since, and uh, and has really benefited financially and uh, you know in in influence and power because of it, and uh, and she even wrote a, a Native American cookbook, and uh, I'm gonna look that up right now so I don't get the name wrong. But she wrote a, a Native American cookbook uh, that she, uh, you know, it was recipes, family recipes that were all of Native American origin. And it is called Cooking Pow Wow Chow Native American Cookbook. By Elizabeth Warren. Pow Wow Chow. <laughs> Which, going back to it, like I said before, that is like the whitest. And I'm not going to call it racist because it's not racist. She's not. She's actually trying to celebrate it. But you could call it cultural cultural appropriation if you believe in that sort of nonsense. But at the very least, it's kind of one of those cringe-worthy deals because <laughs> if you knew any like actual natives uh which we have uh you know we have a pretty large uh native american population in the next valley over there's uh the the paiute tribe and there's reservation and whatnot and uh i uh, of all those all the natives that i have met there is not a single one of them i can think of that would that would look at a title like Pow Wow Chow and be like, yep, that 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 sounds about right. It's what I, I would be into as a as a Native American individual. <laughs> so it's like the the widest caricature of uh of what uh it's a caricature of what a white person would consider to be, you know uh indicative of Native American culture. <laughs> And, uh, you know, how, Big Chief, would you like some powwow chow? Uh, we got some pemmican on the boil right now. 
<laughs> three wampum for a bowl. <laughs> I, I just I, I can't I can't get over it. <laughs> so I have, I'm completely changing my course of thought from the start of this segment that I think we should give Elizabeth Warren all the publicity. Every bit of it. Just the more we can get her out there making a jackass of herself, the the better chance it's going to be for her to 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 run against Donald Trump in the actual presidential election. And I think that will be uh, just a glorious massacre <laughs> by the president of the United States, and I mean massacre verbally, of course. <coughs> Yes, a verbal massacre. Because, as you've noticed, Donald Trump is not one to talk policy. He, uh, that it is not his strong suit, but he is the master of the insult and, and of trolling. <laughs> and uh, the, the, the more we can do to get Elizabeth Warren on the debate stage against Donald J. Trump and nobody else... Uh, that that is going to be just magical and i i uh so if if you can retweet anything that elizabeth warren does and like spin it in a positive light uh do it i think i'm gonna do that so go go follow me on twitter i'm gonna i'm gonna promote the shit out of elizabeth warren and uh and hopefully we can get her on the on the debate stage with donald trump and it has nothing to do with the the health of the country or uh, or you know what who I want to win. I just want it for the sheer comedy. <laughs> I I've lost uh, pretty much all faith in uh, government being able to do anything. Uh, so at this point, I I am just a spectator at a comedy show, and uh, and it it has not been disappointing in the very least. So let's uh, let's make Elizabeth Warren great again. <laughs> uh, this, it's just too good. It is too good. I I don't know if you guys are enjoying it as much as I am, but I I am thoroughly entertained by it. And uh, just the prospect of a of a Warren Trump debate, it just it makes me smile. It'll be like Christmas for for 18 months if uh <laughs> if she ends up with the presidential nomination so yep go go follow me on twitter i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna really uh preach preach the elizabeth warren message today's show is brought to you once again by the d-bags don't be a gunsel and um I've had a few comments on what a gunsel is, and uh, typically a gunsel is kind of kind of described as somebody who looks like a cowboy, dresses like a cowboy, but overall don't know what the fuck they're doing, and uh, and they're pretty prevalent anywhere you go, and some people have different names for them depending on what line of work you're in, but. For us in the cowboy world, we call them a gunsel. But anyway, don't be a gunsel is it's a website started to uh, started with the working cowboy with, who has a sense of humor in mind 
and they also have line of merch that you can buy uh, they got some hats and some stickers and a coffee mug uh, you can find them at don't be a gunsel on Instagram and Facebook and uh, if you go buy any of their merch make sure you use the promo code burning daylight get 10% off it'll help them out that'll help me out and you get some cool shit for a little bit cheaper and their prices are already pretty cheap so go I'll go check them out support them and uh, Use the burning, uh, burning Daylight promo code, B-U-R-N-I-N-D-A-Y-L-I-G-H-T. I, uh, I spelled the daylight wrong yesterday because uh, I'm a fucking hand, that's why. But anyway, go check them out. Don't be a gunsel. So I had a couple people tell me they really enjoyed... Uh, learning a little bit about the cowboy lifestyle you know they they're not in it not around it so uh but they said they were learning a lot uh from me so for all of you cow hands this is going to be kind of kind of a snooze fest for you but um i guess talk about a little bit about my gear uh i ride a, a swell torque saddle which means uh in the front end below your your saddle horn the it sticks out to the side of ways and and those are called swells where a slick fork uh it just there, there's no swells there and uh so that's that's why they call it a slick fork or like an a-frame or a weight or all not necessarily the same thing but they're kind of an interchangeable interchangeable terms for a saddle tree with no swells and so i i ride a swell fork just it's kind of i've always have I've, I've owned a wade and i liked it but i i just i feel a little better with a set of swells in front of me because i ride a lot of young horses so i like to be able to to get my legs under those swells if something busts in two and uh, not that you can't can't do it with a, a wade or a slick fork a lot of people that do and they you know even without putting buck and rolls on there or squaw tits as we call them they uh they still ride ride a lot of bronchi type horses with uh with a, a slick fork and and more power to them i i could if i needed to but i i just prefer swells and uh and the tree i'm riding is called a low moose and it's more of a it's kind of an arizona type rig i believe is where it kind of originated i know it's 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 kind of popular down in that region and uh so it's a little it's more of a lower seat a lot of your a lot of your ranch uh saddles will have a real deep seat especially on the on the slick forks they uh you'll have like a, a five or a six inch cannel and uh and i call them a, like a shovel cannel or something but you, you sit way deep in it and uh, where my seat's a little flatter but the way it's built it, it kind of like locks you in and I ride a little smaller seat than uh, than somebody else my size might but it's it's so I can I can get underneath my swells and and get a good seat and uh, there's not much not much wiggle room between my butt and the cannel so 
that's why I ride what I ride. And then, like I said, this one that kind of kind of locks you down in there it feels like you're you're strapped in almost and uh so that that's that's the tree i, I ride and it's also what we call a seat rig saddle because it's uh that your stirrup leathers come through a slot in the in the skirt of the saddle and uh and then your your stirrup leathers come through that slot and they lay over the top of that uh, your your top skirt and it gives what the idea behind that is it gives you a, a wider range of motion with your stirrups so uh, you can you can get your feet to the front if you need to whether it to be to, to spur something in the shoulder or uh, or just to, you know regain your balance and I, I really like a seat rigged saddle it just it, it gives you gives you a little more mobility with your feet and uh and since i i use a lot of leg cues on my horses so i, I try to stay out of their face i uh i try to tell them what i want to do very lightly with my hands and then then use foot pressure to, to finish that movement and and the greater range of motion with these uh seat rigs is is nice for that and so this it's all uh Cowboy gear, buckaroo gear, just like anything else in life, it's it's all about personal preference, how how you learned and how you grew up. And uh, trial and error, I like I said I, I rode a, a wade for a while and I liked it. It was comfortable as hell and it fit my horse good. But I just I prefer a set of swells in front of me because that's just how I how I grew up. That's the style of saddle I rode. And that's what I'm most comfortable. So a flat seat with a big front end. And uh, the one I have now has got a four-inch cannel. And my next one that I'm gonna have made, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a a Sid special tree. And uh, but I'm only gonna have like a like a two and a half or a three-inch cannel. So it's gonna be. It's going to be a lot lower of a seat than, than what I have now, and uh, it's going to be, but it'll be, the, the way they'll build the ground seat, it'll be so you can kick your feet forward and sit back in the saddle. You know, it's, uh, as you tip, typically how your ranch saddles are built is to put your feet forward and sit back because you're, it's designed to be, to sit in all day and, and be comfortable, whereas like your team roping saddles and your barrel saddles, uh, your stirrups are gonna set more b straight below you, uh, especially on the, on your team roping saddles, because you're gonna be standing up to throw your loop, and they're they're not designed to be to to be rode all day. I know I know plenty of people that do ride that kind of saddle all day long, so it's not that they can't, but they're they're designed for for roping in the arena. That's um, that, that's what they're designed for, and so therefore your your stirrups are more underneath you so you can so you can stand up and get your you know when you when you go to throw your loop and, and get give you a better shot and your ranch your ranch style saddles your your feet are going to be kicked more out in front of you so it's it makes it more comfortable to sit <clears throat> sit a horseback all day long which is what we do typically so there's a kind of a little explanation about my my tack for all you newbies out there uh as far as bits go, 
like I said, I'm still learning on this Vaquero Buckaroo type gear. Uh, but so I don't, I can't really speak a whole lot to that. I know, like the ideal horse in the in the California Buckaroo Vaquero uh, tradition is uh, is with a, a spade bit in their mouth and a Romel rein and you you're just you're giving just more cues than anything you're not you're not pulling on their head you're just you're picking up your reins one way or the other and just very light pressure on their neck and uh and then they you know they can feel that in their mouth uh, you know horses horses mouth is very sensitive and a spade bit is has got a great big spoon, uh, and it's and it's a solid piece mouthpiece, solid cheeks. So there's there's not much lateral movement to it. So you've got to be real light on it because there's a ton of leverage, a lot of weight. Uh, and I, I've never I've never personally rode one myself, but uh, that's that's the idea behind it. Is you want your horse broke enough. To, uh, and responsive enough that you you can put a spade bit in their mouth and uh, and you can you can control that horse well enough that you don't have to uh, put hardly any pressure on the reins and and they'll they'll do what you want them to do um, for me personally I my ideal uh, bit for you know a finished a broke finished horse would be just like a, a solid solid uh, cheek, solid mouthpiece port, you know, like a high port or a, a spoon. Uh, so it'd be somewhat similar to a spade bit, just less less severe. And uh, but it, it's the same same principle. By they by the time they get to that point, you you don't want to be pulling on their head all the time uh, like you want them to be very light in the mouth so, so you can be light with your hands and then of course you're, you're using foot pressure all the time to to uh, enhance the cues that you're given with your hands so uh, that that's ideal for, for me like an outside ranch type horse uh, finished finished ranch horse that's for me, that's kind of the end-all, be-all, is or that, that's that's what you're striving towards is uh, is a uh, like a high port with solid cheeks, solid mouthpiece, and uh, and split reins. I I, I don't ride Romel reins yet. Uh, I I prefer split reins. That's what I've always used, and for. For all you noobs, um, Romel rain is, uh, they're typically made out of rawhide. They're very expensive, especially good ones. And, uh, and they're very intricate. But because they're very intricate, it takes a lot of time and a lot of work to, uh, to braid all that. So they're, they're very expensive. And, uh, and so what it is, is it's, it's more of a, I guess it's like a three-piece deal, but when it's all rigged up, it's uh, it's like a 
almost like a roping rein, which is, you know, just a single rein that goes from one side of the bit over the horse's neck to the other side of the bit. And then, so you have that with like a, a popper attached to it. So you have a, a little, uh, a short, short piece of, single piece of rein. And if we're talking Romels, they're, um, they're braided, obviously. But, so you have the piece that goes from one, one side of the bit over the horse's neck to the other side of the bit. And then you've got a little tail that's, I don't know, probably three foot long or so. And then it's got, at the end of that, it's got a leather popper, which is just a, a long, wide piece of leather that's doubled over and then, you know, sewn into place. So they're... Now, there's two pieces of leather that pop against each other, so therefore called a popper. And that's that's what uh, you know a finished bridle horse would be be rode with is a you know a spade bit and uh, Romel reins, and then, of course you'd have a like I said that the spade bit can be very very severe when used improperly, and so you typically don't want to lead them by that by the bridle with that type of bit. You really don't want to lead them too much with a bit in their mouth anyways, but especially with a, a spade bit like that. So uh, typically they'll have a, a get down rope, which is usually made of made out of uh, horse hair, and it ties right around the neck, right behind the, the horse's jaw. And then you, you, you tuck the end of it into your into your belt and then when you step down you can lead them by that rather than by the bit so whereas uh split reins is two pieces of leather and i i, I ride with reins that are five eighths of an inch wide by usually eight foot long some they they vary just depending on the hide and who makes them but uh i bought a couple really nice pair the other day they're five eighths eight and a half foot long and uh and they had weighted ends and so they they've got good feel to them and that that's what i i prefer to ride if uh if i'm riding with a bit in their mouth uh but like i said it's all all personal preference some some people like uh like rawhide some people like horse hair some people like yacht rope and most everybody likes something different depending on what horse they're riding and what they're doing so it's it's very very individually specific uh you know to the horse and the rider and and it goes with pretty well all gear across the board so uh I know a lot of a lot of you cow hands have, have snoozed off by now, but for everybody else that don't know, I mean, it's, it's kind of one of the reasons I uh, I started this deal because when when I moved out here to Nevada, I didn't know much about the different buckaroo gear and the the purpose for it. It all seemed silly to me, uh, and I didn't know that there was that much deviation. Uh, and styles between the the different cow hands across the country and the world so it was uh it was a good lear learning experience for me and uh so i hope it is for everybody else too that's just not not real well versed in the in the cowboy culture and uh so i, I hope you're, you're learning something and uh 
and I'm sure there's some stuff that I've got wrong, but I don't mean to. So if you got any corrections for me, uh, you can send them. Whether I look at them or not, it's a different story. Uh, yeah, I'll look at them. Whether I respond to them is a different story. But I, I typically look about everything at about everything that gets sent my way. But anyway, I hope you learned a little bit, and uh, I think I'm gonna wrap there. It's uh, it's been a quick episode, uh, but I think you'll like it. I got a pretty good laugh. Um, I haven't decided on the music for the day, but I hope you liked the the song yesterday from uh, Mr. Ian Munsick. He was uh, he was a real cool guy to visit with, you know, just very briefly over over direct message. But he he got back to me just real quick, and I I was impressed, and I I really liked his music. He's uh his, from what I saw, I only had the one album. It was about five songs, and uh, but it was it was quality stuff. Uh, from what I gather, he's from Wyoming, and Wyoming's one of those states that kind of like Oklahoma. They catch a lot of shit because nobody lives there, and and whatnot, and it's windy as hell. But I, it's it's as beautiful a place I've ever been to, and uh, I've yet to meet a a Wyoming person that that I didn't like. So, you know, University of Wyoming was my one of our big rivals at Colorado State, and uh, so I interacted with a lot of a lot of Wyoming people, and I've got some good friends from there, and. And I, I think they're 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 great folks overall, and uh, and I'm sure they're they're gonna hate me for saying it, but you should go visit sometime. It's it's it is some of the prettiest country you'll ever see, but don't move there. Uh, they they like it keeping it small and rural, and they like keeping all the all the left wing yahoos out. So go visit Mon or Wyoming, but do not move there. Uh, if you if you want to move somewhere beautiful and uh, and spread your your non uh, traditional politics and left wing culture, move back to California. They'll accept you readily there. So anyway, that's it for me today. Uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram at MickerMac85. Facebook is Matt McKinley, and you can find the show page at. Burning Daylight on Facebook, at Burning Daylight on Instagram. Go give me a go give me a follow. Uh, find the podcast on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, and uh, still waiting on Apple, but we'll get there. And uh, keep listening, keep signing in. Uh, go check out the the Facebook page. We post a lot of a lot of funny memes every now and then. Some informational type stuff and just whatever I feel like uh, is, is funny neat or interesting I'm gonna I'm gonna post there and uh, shout out to uh, don't be a gunsel again they uh, they've been a sponsor of the show and I appreciate it and uh, go check them out don't be a gunsel on Facebook and Instagram and uh, buy some merch use the promo code burning daylight help a fella out on both ends and get some cool stuff for yourself uh it's pretty inexpensive and it's pretty pretty good quality stuff so go check them out uh y'all have a wonderful day call your call your dads wish them a happy father's day and all you dads out there 
Uh, enjoy your day. Happy Father's Day, everyone. Let's have a good week, and uh, I'll catch back up with you tomorrow, but I gotta get. So move your ass. We're burning daylight. I want you to, uh, I want you to, to if you don't mind, Carl, I'd like you to stay out and help us on some songs. Play the I'd guitar. Love to. One of the greatest guitar players as well as songwriters and singers in the business. Thank Appreciate you. a little help on the guitar, all right? Love it. Thank you, Carl. <laughs> well, my daddy left home when I was three, and he didn't leave much to Ma and me. Just this old guitar and an empty bottle of booze. Now, I don't blame him because he run and hid, but the meanest thing that he ever did was before he left, he went and named me Sue. Well, he must have thought that it was quite a joke and it got a lot of laughs from a lots of folks. Seems I had to fight my whole life through. Some gal would giggle and I'd get rid And some guy'd laugh and I'd bust his head I'll tell you, life ain't easy for a boy named Sue <laughs> Well, I grew up quick and I grew up mean My fists got hard, my wits got keen Roamed from town to town to hide my shame But I made me a vow to the moon and stars I'd search the honky-tonks and bars And kill that man that give me that awful name well, it was Gatlinburg in mid-July And I'd just hit town and my throat was dry I thought I'd stop and have myself a groove At an old saloon on a street of mud There at a table dealing stud Sat the dirty mangy dog that named me Sue Well, I knew that snake was my own sweet dad From a worn-out picture that my mother had had And I knew that scar on his cheek and his evil eye he was big and bent and gray and old And I looked at him and my blood ran cold And I said, my name is Sue How do you do? Now you're gonna die Yeah, that's what I told him Well, I hit him hard right between the eyes And he went down, but to my surprise Come up with a knife and cut off a piece of my ear but I busted a chair right across his teeth And we crashed through the wall and into the street Kicking and a-gouging in the mud and the blood and the beard I tell you, I fought tougher men But I really can't remember when He kicked like a mule and he bit like a crocodile I heard him laugh and then I heard him cuss And he went for his gun to pull mine first He stood there looking at me and I saw him smile And he said, son... This world is rough, and if a man's gonna make it, he's gotta be tough. And I know I wouldn't be there to help you along. So I give you that name, and I said goodbye. I knew you'd have to get tough or die. And it's that name that helped to make you strong. Yeah. He said, now you just fought one hell of a fight. And I know you hate me, and you got the right to kill me now. And I wouldn't blame you if you do. But you ought to thank me before I die For the gravel in your guts and the spit in the eye Cause I'm the son of a bitch that named you Sue Yeah, well, what could I do? What could I do? I got all choked up and I threw down my gun Called him a paw and he called me a son And I come away with a different point of view And I think about him now and then Every time I try and every time I win And if I ever have a son I think I'm gonna name him 
Bill or George, any damn thing but Sue, I still ain't that thing.